Welcome to the show. My name is Harrison Miller. I'm here with Brendan Jones. Uh, we are here with the NFL Week 9 slate and all the betting profiles for this week's biggest games. Uh, before we get into that, uh, we just want to ask you guys, if you're listening to like, subscribe, leave a rating or review, we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, it would mean a whole lot to us. Um, but with that being said, let's dive right into the fun stuff. Thursday night game, Eagles at the Texans. Texans are plus 14 home dogs. How do you feel about this number? 14 is a lot of points. That is a lot of points. A lot of points, especially favored away like that. Um, now, I personally have already taken plus 14 here um, until the Eagles prove me wrong. But um, the Texans have been pretty leaky. Uh, they're secondary. And we saw what the Eagles can do last game only with A.J. Brown. And didn't even spread it out to the other receivers. Um, so I think that creates a big mismatch. Um, hopefully Devonta Smith can get into it a little more. Um, but I think they're going to control the time of possession, control the game. I think they're going to win by 14 at least. You think so? That's I I don't know. I, uh, I've i wavered back and forth because e- Eagles are arguably the strong arm of the NFL. Uh, you know, the Bills are the other contenders for that title right now. But – um, you know, they're, they're rolling, uh, but I, you know, Texans on a Thursday night primetime game, I just feel like it's one of those things where we may see the Texans Super Bowl, um, against the Eagles, the, uh, this Thursday night. So, um, I personally am shying away from this game. Uh, I will be looking for Kaimi Fairbairn field goal props, um, I think that they're going to get in the they, – they may get into field goal territory, but I, I doubt this Eagles defense will allow them to score a lot of touchdowns. So that's really what I'm looking at uh, here. Um, but I do agree. Eagles, I think, have the ability to steamroll this Texans team. Um, but, again, it's my cardinal rule, man. Primetime games, they never go like you'd expect. So uh, me personally, I'm staying away from this game, but – um, I'd understand why people would want to bet on this. Uh, 82% of the public are on Eagles tickets right now. Um, only 18% are on Texans plus 14. So uh, I'm curious if by tomorrow before kickoff, this line moves. Um, if not, then uh, I may sprinkle Texans money line due to that. The over-under is also uh, – 45 is the best line you can get. So um, I don't know. That's right on the average uh, of totals. Um, I think the average now is a little skewed more to the unders due to the, the, the volume of games that just lack in touchdowns. So um, I, I'm kind of staying away from that uh, in general, but you know, uh, it, this you can you can convince me either which way if you give me a strong argument. The problem is is that uh, the more I dig in this game, uh, I can't find a strong argument for either which team. I did find this out. Texans are two eight and one against the spread in their last eleven games versus NFC East opponents. Um, they are also one and nine straight up in their last eleven games at home. So uh, they've struggled uh, even at home. They've struggled a lot, so uh, that that could be uh, 
a stat to push somebody who's leaning Eagles uh, over the edge. So um, I'm personally shying away from this game at well, the primetime rule. So from what I've seen so far, the, the Eagles should dominate this game. Now, the only thing is we've seen that they don't really care about covering the spread too much because what they'll do is they'll go ahead and get up then they'll put some long drives together um, and just control the game knowing they're going to win. Um, and, you know, might be a six, seven minute drive. They might only get 50 yards and then they might punt deep. So, you know, it, it could be boring in the second half um, if they get out early and then just kind of control it from there. But I don't really see how the Texans are going to put up a lot of points here. So it'll just kind of depend on when the Eagles decide to slow down, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. I agree. All right. Let's move on. Uh, I put this game second uh, for a couple reasons, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this one. Packers go to Detroit to play the Lions. Lions are plus four home dogs. This game's in the Dome where Jared Goff and company really light up the scoreboard. Um, You know how I feel about the Packers. I, I don't like the Packers. I never have. I've said it since week two. I think they're not a good football team anymore. Um, they should have lost worse to the Bills than what the score actually represented. Um, I think they got lucky. I think they got some calls to go their way. But I don't think the Packers are a good football team. And I don't even think they're within 10 points of the Bills' good football team. I think that was an anomaly and a result due to the situation of the game. Um, but if you watch that game, the Bills handed it to the Packers. And I think this Lions offense is explosive enough to hand it to the Packers at home too. And I really like this Lions plus four. And I think I'm going to take that line. Yeah, this is a division home dog. And by four points, that's a lot for them to be at home in the division. Um, the Lions are slowly getting a little more healthy. Um, Swift is almost 100%. They've been kind of easing them in. Um, but now Hawkinson's gone. Hawkinson got traded to the Vikings. Um, so... I think a lot of people look at that and it would kind of scare them. Um, but the Lions have shown that they're really fun to watch just because the scores are fucking crazy. Um, but I think they cover that that four here um, at home with the way their offense has been able to explode. I think – actually, no, I don't. I was about to say I think the Lions defense is so bad that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to expose – this defense. Now, I think they're going to put up some points, but I think it's going to be primarily through getting the ball to Aaron Jones and either Dylan out of the backfield running or passing um, because they just got they got no downfield presence. Um, so I think the Lions cover. I don't I, – I think they could win. Being at home. I think the Lions are looking to bounce back right here. I do too. I, I, I like this Lions team. The over is 49 and a half, and I think – the Lions score, I, I think I may go look into this game. And so I'm assuming, so with a point total at 50, let's call it that. Um, let's give Packers 29 to the Lions 25. Um, and so I think that could be like a really, like that's a more feasible score than, uh, excuse me, Lions 29, 25 uh, with the overhitting. Uh, but since the Lions are not favored, Vegas probably has Lions point total around 21. I love that number. Um, go and 
look at what the Lions total team points is because they're at home in the dome. They average like nearly 30 points a game in the dome. So um, definitely go take a look at that and then see what you can find. But uh, you, you know, I think that you may be able to find some value there. And again, I'm all over Lions plus four. I just think the Packers are not a good football team. So um, that being said, let's look at the numbers. It's near a 50-50 split. Uh, 50% on Packers and 50% is on Lions tickets. So um, there's really no no which way uh, to lean in this game based off of public money. I think this is more of kind of like a pick in the eyes of Vegas, but um, they're holding tight to that Lions plus four. Uh, I think it's just the Aaron Rodgers effect due to the nature of this defense. Um, so again, hey, the over may, may, be, may be a nice, nice play uh, this week in this game instead of the spread. But again, I like the Lions a lot. The Aaron Rodgers effect does not exist anymore. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he's still, I mean, he just got nothing. They've got nothing going. Um, so that's silly. Lions all day. Give him a win. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about the, the Cardinals, my least favorite team in the NFL, aside from the Packers. Um, Seahawks go to Arizona and play the Cardinals. The Cardinals are minus two home favorites. I, I don't like this line. I, I love Seahawks plus two. Um, again, I'm biased because everybody that listens knows that I hate the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're phonies. They're doing this thing where they like keep up, but it's due to just all of their athletes being great athletes. Um, you know, if they had good coaches, they would be winning these games uh, and by a good margin. Uh, but it's because Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are going out there and just making these jaw-dropping plays that are keeping him in these games. But Cliff Kingsbury is definitely not helping, and their defense is definitely not helping. It's one of the lower-tier defenses in the league. And so I think a constantly improving Geno Smith will be able to outpace this Cardinals team, uh, kind of shred their secondary up a little bit with DK and Tyler, and I think they definitely cover this plus two. I uh, I don't see many outcomes in which Cardinals beat the Seahawks handily. I think it'll definitely be close, if anything. Um, but you know, all simulating this game, there's more scenarios where the Seahawks win this game outright than than there are the Cardinals. What do you think? You got to give the Cardinals a little bit of credit, man. No, uh, uh-uh. I understand what Cliff's doing, but they're staying in games. Because they have, like, good athletes that are keeping them in these games, but the Cardinals suck. I can't stand – I can't watch a Cardinals game and not get frustrated because of just the sheer, like, lack of knowledge from a coaching standpoint coming on. And it's so tough because when when the average viewer is able to see that there's a coaching deficiency, then you know it's really bad because, obviously – I don't know everything about what it's like to be a coach. I don't know all of the X's and O's like those coaches do, but I can still see that there's a problem on the field. So like it's even more of an issue for Cliff. Like I, I can't even imagine the magnitude of of just how far behind he is in the NFL and what's going on. But this offense has got to go, man. They keep trying to draw up these college style plays and 
it, it, it doesn't work. It ends up being, you know, they call a play, they start it, they snap the ball. Kyler Murray runs around for his dear life. He finds DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins makes a one-handed catch, and then they're somehow in the game. So I get it. They're doing that, but it's not sustainable. Um, it's not not a good system. I'm not going to – like, I will always bet on a well-functioning team rather than just a few athletes to go out there and hoop. So I, I'm – again, you anybody can fade this, anybody that likes the Cardinals, but, again – I faded the Cardinals last week, and every all the public was on the Cardinals, and we saw how that ended. Vikings by ten, um, and I'm doing it again this this week. And I think the Seahawks are only getting better. To give me Geno Smith with the points, man, I'll take it. That was a that was a pretty nasty catch there. It was. That was nice. I will give DeAndre Hopkins credit, but nice catches aren't exactly going to win the Cardinals games. It won't get them to the playoffs. So you. Oh, they're not making the playoffs. So you, so you hate Cliff Kingsbury. That's it. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes. I hate Cliff Kingsbury. Yes. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, then you'll be happy to to know that I think that I'm taking the Seahawks here. Also, um, however, I still think it's going to be close, like a three point game, two point game. Um, just based off of how I've seen the Cardinals put shit together by running around and tossing it to D-Hop. So um, I like the Cardinals. I mean, the uh, Seahawks with the points here. Um, wouldn't be surprised if it's like a three-pointer less game. Um, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts. That's all. It looks like the Seahawks are actually heavily favored by the public, but this line started off at Seahawks plus seven. So I think that's where what? the public – yeah, it started, mm. that's where the public draw came in. My God, and hammered that all the way down to plus two, and I I don't care what it says, I'm gonna still take it. Um, and I, I, you know, I understand if you're listening and you don't agree, that's fine. But I am in full blown fade the Cardinals every game this year. It's worked so far, so I'm gonna keep doing it. I'd put a damn grand on on the. Seahawks covering seven. My God. Yeah. So that that should be a fun one. I'm actually really excited. That's an interdivisional game. Uh, should be should be exciting. Should be spicy. All right. Let's talk about my dirty birds. Woo! Chargers go to Atlanta. Atlanta's favored plus three and a or no, excuse me. Atlanta's three and a half home dogs um, after a roller coaster of a win. What a game! Uh, I can't, I can't handle it anymore, man. It, it just <laughs> gives me a, a sheer heart attack every time. So, um, nonetheless, a win's a win. Uh, we are atop of the of our division, so uh, that's big time. We'll see if we can keep the uh, keep this momentum going. Uh, Chargers are beat up bad. They're missing Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, so Josh Palmer will be the wide receiver one. Uh, look for the NFL props for him and. If you're into fantasy football, I would also pick him up on your waiver wire uh, and try him out there as Justin Herbert's number one top receiver this week. Um, now, Atlanta's defense is a little underrated. It's not, you know, stellar by any means, but it is underrated. Uh, they they do well, well enough. Um, they do give up points, though, so I expect this game to kind of go blow for blow in some sort of capacity at some point in the game. Um now, the Falcons love to run the ball. They'll, they'll run it 
you know, all day if they have to, no matter the situation, uh, which is fine because the Chargers, albeit they have a good defense, it's more of a it's a better passing defense with a better pass rush than it is a run stopping defense. Um, similar to what we saw with the Rams last year. Um, but uh, nonetheless, you can run on this Chargers team. And so I think this will be more of an exciting game than people uh, want to give it credit for. Um, Falcons plus three and a half may be, may be a play for me because I could see this being an NFL game. And you know what? I'll be at the team uh, like my Falcons. I think about the Chargers. The Chargers always play a close game. You know, am I off base with that? Does you know? Do you agree? I agree. So I, I may lean the Falcons plus three and a half here while while it's still above that field goal mark. Um, what do you feel about this game? Look, the Falcons have been playing really good. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the Falcons because um, they aren't supposed to be good at all. Um, but like you said, their defense has played a little better, um, and somehow only passing the ball 20 times a game, there's, you know, they're 500. So, um, somehow. But they're finding ways to win. Um, and then being at home with the Chargers being so banged up, they're so banged up. Did they have anyone out on the defense? Uh, the Chargers lost J.C. Jackson. That's uh, he had that uh, patella tendon uh, injury. He's out for the year. Now, he is a big name, but he was not performing well. So I don't necessarily think it'll be a detriment to that defense. I think it'll be more – I think it'll be fine. I think the backup will be able to do just as well as J.C. Jackson was doing. So, uh, true. Just um, – I don't, I don't think the Chargers is going to be able to, to win by a lot here. Like, I, I don't necessarily think that the, it's – like against it, that the Chargers could win this game, um, but I think it'll be close. So um, I hope the Falcons win for you. Um, we'll just we'll see what happens here. But um, I'm all on the birds. Let's do it. So I'll take the Falcons points. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how it turns out. And um, you know, I may be a little biased here, and obviously Justin Herbert can shred anybody at any given moment. Um, I'd like to think his two top receivers being out won't let that happen, but you never know. So um, no, n- nothing official here on my end, but uh, I would lean Falcons here. The over is the over under is 49. Uh, I honestly may lean under um, if I had to pick one uh, for those into that 57% of the public money is on the chargers minus three and a half. 43% is on the Falcons. So, uh, not, nothing, nothing weird going on in Vegas uh, with public numbers or anything. So let's talk about the next game. Rams go to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Bucks are minus three home favorites, uh, albeit they have struggled. Uh, they struggled quite a bit, actually. Tom Brady is um, not – he's looking more of like a shell of Tom Brady. Um, their running game is really, really inefficient mainly because they, for some reason, will just keep handing it off to Leonard Fournette. They will not go to Rashad White. Um, although last week, the Rashad White rushing prop cashed. Let's go. Um, but they, I think that they, they need to transition Rashad White more into the offense, and they need to keep throwing 
high volume, um, high percentage passes to Chris Godwin and Scotty Miller and guys like that. Um, and then try and stretch the field every now and then with Mike Evans. So um, I'm curious, uh, curious what your thoughts are on this game. I think the game comes down to one simple aspect and it's Cooper cup because he's the only office they got. They can't run the ball. Um, he's the only offense they got and he got banged up last game. I think he actually left the game. Maybe he came back um, for a little ankle ankle mishap and, um, I know personally that the ankle is uh, the veins, everyone's existence with uh, continuing to play, especially in football with all the cutting and random tackling people laying on you. You can bum that up. Um, so even if he plays, I don't think he's going to be 100%. Um, and there's a very good chance of him re-aggravating it. Um, and if that's the case, I mean, the Rams just won't be able to do anything. Um, and the Bucks have played terrible this season, but they've shown mm-hmm. little sparks here and there. And being at home, I think they're going to be able to get it done with the points. Um, if Cooper goes down, they're definitely going to get it done with the points. So, because uh, the the Rams defense hasn't been good either. So, uh, I like the Bucks here. Yeah, I um, I may step on the other side real quick. Good. But the Bucks just locked Shaq Barrett. And they're notorious for blitzing. They do have a good defense, but I will say the the one thing Matt Stafford has, you know, been somewhat good at over a constant period of time is he's really good against the the blitz. And so that's what Bucks do a lot. Um, he may be able to exploit a certain matchup here and there, uh, offensively speaking. I would be shocked if Sean McVay tried to run the ball. Um, anywhere over thirty-five percent this game, uh, I would, I would anticipate them being very, very pass eccentric this game because of the nature of the Bucks' run-stopping defense, because of the nature of the the Rams' running game. It's not good right now. Um, so you know why try and do something you're not good at? Just uh, let Matthew Stafford sling it around, uh, do what he's best at. So. Uh, I think the Rams can actually cover, but they have to follow a strict game plan and uh, make sure they do everything right and exploit those matchups. And, you know, obviously, look, Sean McVay, he knows a lot better than I do. Um, and so I'm sure he's going to try and attack the weaknesses of the Bucks. but I kind of like the the matchup of the Rams' strength versus the Bucks' weakness in this certain scenario. The only thing I don't like is that it's at the Bucks. So, um, me personally, I'd be leaning more towards Ram minus three. Uh, I can also see this game just being a really, really gross total. Now, Vegas does too because it's totaled at 42. Um, that's very low, and I would anticipate this game being very low. But, you know, 42, man, that's – that's a 21-21 game, so I don't know if the teams can get there. But uh, if this was if this total was a little higher, I would definitely take the under. Um, but uh, that's that's more of a judgment call on what you think. Can, can it's more of a question of do you think you know these teams can score three touchdowns each, or can one score four touchdowns and uh, you know another score two? And I don't think so. I think this over kind of hits in a way that 
uh, one team gets one touchdown and two field goals. Uh, I, I think it's more of that kind of game. So uh, keep your eyes on the under. And um, also look for any Allen Robinson or Ben Skoranek, uh props because Cooper Cup is not like injured badly, but he may be limited. He may be out. Um, we saw he had that ankle injury. So um, not necessarily anticipating him to get a whole lot of usage like he normally does. So that may play a factor on your side of things where that actually helps the Bucks because now they don't have their X factor in Cooper Cup. And so the Bucks are just going to have at it with Matthew Stafford and just try and lock down Allen Robinson, who is does not have the speed he normally used to have, and Ben Skoranek, who's not necessarily the flashiest receiver in the league. <laughs> hey, hey. You're crazy. Uh you're crazy. Why is that? This, this, this is this week's beer game. Okay. I'm not even going to argue. So so, I don't want to put up any energy. This is this this is this week's beer game. Um, okay. So you're putting up bucks on the board. I'm putting up the buck. Well, how do we do that? Yeah, Are we doing putting up bucks up? minus three. Bucks minus three. Mm-hmm. Bucks minus three. I'll take. Put it I'll up. Take frames plus three. Okay. Put it on the board, dude. The beer bet. The beer bet. Beer bet. I Man, I hope this. I'm gonna write beer bet on my hand so I can just do that whenever we're doing it. Yeah, I, I owe you a beer for the for the Jags game. I'll, I'll get that to you this Saturday. How about that? You're about to owe me too. So. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> man. I uh, like Bucks. You know, they're, they're shaky, man. They don't look I'm good. Not, so. I'm not even going to argue. All right. That's this week's beer. Good. All right. That's this week's beer bet. Let's, let's, let's rock the beer bet. <laughs> All right. So we got the beer bed out of the way. Let's talk about the Vikings, man. Uh, Vikings go play the Red Hot Commanders. Commanders are plus three and a half home dogs. Uh, Taylor Heineke is kind of running the show. Uh, the team looks better with him at QB rather than Carson Wentz. Um, they win. They're winning. It's not in a pretty fashion. In fact, it's rather ugly. It's really ugly. Uh, but, I mean, Vikings minus three and a half. This is the same line they had last week. Um, but this time, they're at Washington. They're at the Commanders. Uh, commanders also are going to get Chase Young back, potentially. Uh, not for sure, so... Um, a lot of exciting things there, but the Vikings, man, it feels like they're starting to pick up steam on offense. They have a lot of weapons uh, that match up well with this shaky commander's defense. What do, you, what do you think about this game? I think I should have taken the Vikings to win the division at the beginning of the season. That's what I think. Yeah, um, I got Vikings to win the division, and I got Vikings over nine wins. Looking like a lock. That looks nice. Um, yeah. No, man, I love the Vikings. I mean, people who listen every week, uh, which is like four people, uh, they know um, that we love the Vikings. Olivia, hold hey, you nice surprised. Also. I would. Yeah. Um, but no, man, three and a half. The Commanders just aren't a very good team. They are better with Heineke. Um, and he's so funny. He's so serious. He's like on the field like this. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, you know, the. Commander started out hot at the beginning of the year, but 
that was some bullshit because they're not very good. Um, I like the Vikings here. Once again, it's a you know noon game. Um, now it is away. However, I think the Vikings are going to be able to take care of business. Dalvin Cook's been playing a lot better. They've been finding ways to get on the ball. Um, and now they just added T.J. Hawkinson, which I don't know will be a like that much of a boost as far as this week goes. But down the road, it really could be because it is another option um, with Dalvin Thielen, J. Jettis, and and Hawkinson now. So I like this team just got better. So I like it. Um, I like the Vikings three and a half. Yeah, I. You know, I just looked in to see if there was a line that any books were offering at Vikings minus three. Um, they're not. They're sticking. All of them are sticking tough to minus three and a half. They don't want to give you that field goal uh, margin. So um, this one is interesting to me because I definitely think the Vikings can beat the brakes off the commanders uh, on their best day. But um, sometimes we, we don't often we don't get the Vikings best day. Um, you know, they are a little bit mistake prone and I think, uh, their playmakers, uh, put them in good positions to recover from those mistakes. But I like, you know, the commanders can keep it close. Um, it's a 50, 50 split public money speaking, uh, 50% on the Vikings, 50% on the commanders. Um, that's kind of surprising to me in a way, considering the Vikings, uh, past few wins, because it's also surprising because the public loves the Cardinals. I don't know why they, they just love the Cardinals. And so, um, you know, the Vikings, the public money was all on the Cardinals last week. Uh, so I, I thought that after public see the public sees that the Vikings just beat the Cardinals with the team that they love so much by 10, they would look at this and be like, okay, well, uh, I can see the same thing happening here. Um, but uh, to my surprise, that's not really the case. Um, so, I, uh, I, you know, I kind of anticipate this game to be close. I also anticipate this game to be more high scoring than what people realize. Um, now, Commanders, uh, they they get this tag of like uh, dusty football, where it's just like grinding it out, ugly, um, nothing explosive, but. I think that this game, uh, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Jahan Dotson will kind of take advantage of the Vikings' corners that are old. You know, Patrick Peterson is still a corner in this league, and he plays for the Vikings. He's 32 years old. Um, he's fine. He knows the game better than anybody on the field probably, but he can't really keep up as well as he used to. And I think that if Terry McLaurin lines up over him, he'll be able to burn past him. Um, a few times in this game. And so I think that the commanders might be able to put up points and the totals at 43, that's uh, three points below league average. And my gut tells me this game can reach above league average with a noon Kirk. It's not primetime Kirk. We get a noon Kirk in this game, which is huge. Love noon um, and, and a newly, uh, a new look commanders team that has a little bit of explosiveness uh, on their offensive unit, what do you think? Well, what was the um, what was the public? Was it fifty fifty? Is that what you said? Fifty. Yep, fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. So much. interesting with the line being at three and a half. I think some people were just like not saying that I'm any better, but like just people that casually bet every now and then. 
Um, they look at this three and a half. And the commanders being at home thinking that, oh, there's no way that, you know, it's a field goal. You know, like if it was two and a half, they might be more on the Viking side. So it's possible that it's a little bit inflated <laughs> towards people putting more money on the commanders that way because it's like kind of an odd line. Um, so it's kind of a food for thought. I think it's possible um, that it's actually little sharper people have more on the Vikings and then more people are just kind of putting on that three and a half. To cover, um, so yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I need a little bit more explosion from uh, Jay Jettis for my fantasy teams, um, but you know, Newton Kirk's what we like, so uh, we'll we see. love Newton love Newton Kirk. All right, let's talk about let's talk about the Bills. They go and play the Jets. The Jets are home dogs at plus 12 and a half. Um, I don't necessarily want to talk about the spread right here. I do want to talk about the total, which is at 47. I think the under hits. And I think the reason why is I can see this game being 35 to 10. Something along those lines. Um, I think... uh, I think the Bills will be able to pace this Jets team um, pretty well. And I think once they get ahead by decent margin, they're going to slow the game down. And I think that this isn't going to be a shootout in any means. I think this Bills defense kind of exploits uh, Zach Wilson's uh, mistakes. Um, He's very turnover prone. So um, I'm not touching the spread because it's a wide margin. We saw what happened last week with the Bills spread. Um, you know, the Bills, like, if you watched that game, you would have thought the Bills won by 30, but it was only, you know, what, 10 points? Um, yep. So that backdoor that. cover is, yeah, that, that backdoor cover is always there, um, unfortunately. So uh, the public numbers are interesting in this game. It's 58% Bills um, and then 42% on the Jets. Uh, there's a lot of Jets believers. They have done well, but uh, the last game we saw out of uh, Zach Wilson was not good. Um, he actually, uh, you know, a lot of people before that game were talking about how he progressed, progressed, and I really didn't think he was progressing. And he only declined last game. So um, I don't I don't think I would be comfortable telling anybody that I think one way or the other is going to happen in terms of the point spread, but I do think uh, I am comfortable saying that I really believe that the under may hit in this game. What do you think? Um, let's look at it this way. How many points do you think the Bills are going to score? Hmm. 31. I was saying 31 to 35. But I think the Bills are going to score, honestly. Just their offense is incredible. Um, sorry, I'm getting a call from Rent to Own Homes. No, thank you. <laughs> um. So I'm thinking about 31-35, right? Zach Wilson under pressure is like the worst quarterback in the history of mankind. Um, And the Bills defense is arguably the best in the NFL. So I'm putting the Jets at a point total of like 13, 17. Um, And just based off of that, then I would take the Bills, um, the Bills points. So I, I like, like, Looking like taking a step back and looking at it that way, I like the Bills with the points here. Um, I just losing Brees Hall was pretty big 
for the for the Jets. So I agree. Um, yeah, they, definitely they no explosion, and then they have happy feet. Zach Wilson, Mormon man. Um, and they have uh, they got trouble in paradise too with Elijah Moore uh, bitching about not having a big enough role. Um, so now they're they're kind of down another starting receiver. Um, they only only have Corey Davis and uh, Garrett Wilson trotting out there. So Tyler Conklin too. He's been an underrated tight end, but how much is he really going to do for them? So they'll be great on all facets. So uh, they are. I think I think they'll blow that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I'm very curious to see. I'm leaning more the under. You're leaning to the points. Uh, seems like consensus is go Bills. <laughs> go Bills. That's the consensus. All right. Um, last game I wanted to talk about. Ravens go to New Orleans. Saints are plus two and a half home dogs. Uh, snap reaction to that line. Let me hear it. Oh, my God. Snap. Snap. Snap reaction on your toes. Snap, snap was the Saints. Uh, Ooh, I haven't even. Okay. I haven't even. I'm sorry, that was snap. I haven't even. I didn't even know that was a matchup. I I like it. I I actually like it a lot because um, I think the Saints are an underrated team. Uh, not because you know obviously their offense is meh. I mean Alvin Kamara just had a you know another career game last week. He finally came out of a shell. Uh, but the Saints defense is always solid. Um, it's not what it used to be two, three years ago when they were shutting everybody down. Um, I think they averaged like only giving up eight points or 10 points at home at one point. So, but their defense is fine. Uh, it's really good. Ravens have struggled. Um, don't know why, uh, they should be balling. I guess, uh, you know, they, they refuse to go get a playmaker on the perimeter for Lamar. Um, I was shocked to see that they didn't try it try and trade for a wide receiver. Uh, but, uh, well, I guess stingy is as stingy does. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I I kind of like that snap reaction of Saints plus two and a half because that, that's what mine was. Um, I, I'm not much of a believer of the struggling Ravens team who's down a starting wide receiver who is potentially down their starting tight end in Mark Andrews uh, going into the Saints um, playing in New Orleans on a primetime game where this crowd is going to be juiced and liquored up uh, and beat this new uh, new face, new identity Saints uh, with Andy Dalton at their starting QB. Dude, I love Andy Dalton. Wherever he goes, he'll just be like, because he was a starter on the Bengals forever long, and all of a sudden he's just like, back up, someone gets hurt, he's in, they play good. So I yeah. love that. Ginger power. But, um, yeah, the Saints have been playing pretty well, um, you know, very slowly getting healthier. Um, Kamara has since exploded, um, and they're using him well. Um, plus, their defense is pretty good, and, man, the Ravens got nobody. It's like it's like the Aaron Rodgers team, like like uh, weapons that he's got, nobody. Now, the Ravens run a little bit. None. But the difference is Lamar Jackson in that case because he's so mobile he can do whatever he wants out there. Um, yeah, snap reaction holds. Uh, I'm going to go Saints here at home. I think I think that actually might win kind of comfortably. Um, you know, the Ravens just won a kind of close one against the Bucks, um, which at the beginning of the year, if you said that, it would be like a great win, but it's not because the Bucks suck. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I like the Saints here. I think they'll be able to kind of control the game. They're at home. Um, but one thing I will say is 
even if Andrews plays, it's Isaiah likely time. It is Isaiah likely time. Look I for those props, him, everybody. He's good. Him. He's so he's good. He's, a wide, he's like a small tight end wide, or a big wide receiver. He's right. really good. Yeah. I used him last week when Andrews went down. Like, so great. Um, so that's pretty exciting. And honestly, they should just line him up wide. I, I also want to mention somebody that is kind of flying under the radar again. I think Chris Olave could have a eruption game in this spot. Um, the Ravens struggle uh, with pass protection, pass defense. Um, all all the focus is going to be on Kamara. Um, all of the money is going to be on Kamara in terms of betting and props. Um, I think he may be able to catch Chris Olave in a good spot with a really good value. Um in a, in a spot where he's due, uh, you know, he leads the league in air yards for wide receivers. Uh, he's no a stud. Yeah. Yeah. He's a beast. Um, yeah. So, and it, I want to say, I'll say adjusted air yards because it takes out the game that he missed due to the concussion. Um, like, like games healthy, he leads the league. So, um, but yeah, look out for that. Uh, see if you can catch yourself a juicy line on those props, but, uh, yeah, that wraps it up for week nine of the NFL's biggest games in their betting profiles. Um, I, we got a lot of picks that we actually really like this week, so uh, that's always nice. We'll see if they can um, win big. So, BJ, you got anything else you want to add? Go balls. <laughs> yeah, as you know, we have a big week this week, so um, <laughs> lot, lots of football to be watched nonetheless. Uh, We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, We'll be back here next week to talk NFL Week 10 betting profiles. See you guys later. Peace.